T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. A full two-hour show tonight. The Cardinals have an off day. They're back at tomorrow as they welcome in the second-place Milwaukee Brewers for a two-game series. So for tonight, we've got you all the way till 8 o'clock. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for being tuned in. If you want to join the program, multiple ways to get connected. You can call or text 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Got a three-guest program tonight. Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to be joined by Ben Hockman from the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. Later on in the hour, we will talk some Missouri football with uh, Blair Kirkhoff, who covers uh, Missouri and college athletics for the Kansas City Star. And then coming up next hour, Joe Roderick, part of Claves Online, will join us. We'll talk Cardinals baseball with him. As the Cardinals, they had uh, quite the weekend. Well, let's let's rephrase that. Albert Pujols had quite the weekend as he leads the Cardinals to uh, maybe not surprising victories, but he certainly comes up with huge hits on both Saturday and Sunday, comes up with uh, home runs each of those games, does even more on Saturday, and helps the Cardinals to a 7-5 win on Saturday, a 4-3 win on Sunday. He is now three home runs away from 700. I walked out of here on Friday night with him sitting at 695 with 23 games to go, thinking, eh, I don't think it's going to happen. There's just, he's got he's to go on a little bit of a binge, and it felt like he was cooling down just a bit. Well, anytime, anytime you feel that way, what does he do? He hits home runs in bunches. He hits two home runs in two days. And now 21 games to go, three more home runs, and he's at 700. It is very much on the table once again. So before we go any further, let's go ahead and recap the weekend that was looking back at the Cardinals taking two of three against the Pirates. Three 
3-2 pitch coming up to Castro. And here it comes. That's hit hard into right field. And on comes uh, Newbar. He's not going to get it. The runner had to hold up. And there's going to have a play at the plate. He's hung up now. Throw to third. And it hits the runner. But they uh, pick up the ball. It's still in play. Arenado to Kisner. They got him. Now the other runners off second base. Play at second. And they got him too. Oh, my goodness. A double play the hard way. Here's the pitch by Brubaker. Pujols lines it down the left field line. That is a fair ball going to the corner. Albert around first. He's digging for second. He has a double. He's at second base with two outs. That's his 12th double of the year. Double number 684 and 1,395 extra base hits. Third all-time in Major League Baseball. The infield in on the right side. Back on the left side. And there's a long one. Left field. Down the line. And it's a gunner. 696 for Albert Pujols. Tie game in Pittsburgh. The 0-2 pitch here from Stevenson. A swing and a ground ball. Base hit center field. Tommy Edmond scores the tying run. Albert Pujols delivers again. A three-hit game. Albert is a triple shy of the cycle tonight. How We're tied about, at four. How about that, John? That's awesome. Arnado standing in, waiting for Crow. Dangles the right arm, glove to his chest. And from the stretch, with the runners leading all the way around, the pitch. Arnado rips it down the left field line. Fair ball! Two-run score. Goldsmith comes around third base. He's being waved around. The relay to the plate gets away. Three-run score. Arnado goes to third. The Cardinals lead 7-4 with two outs in the ninth inning. The pitch to Castro swung on. Ground ball to the second baseman, Tommy Edmond. He throws out Castro. That's the ball game in a Redbird winner tonight in Pittsburgh, and it was not easy. One ball, one strike. They plan to pull infield and outfield. The pitch, Burleson swings, and there's his first major league hit. A line drive single up the middle. A look to second by Stratton. The pitch, there's a line drive into right center field, and it is caught by Newt Barr. That saved a run. Newt Barr with a diving play in front of Tyler O'Neill. The pitch, a swing, and a line drive right field. Newtbar moving back. He puts up the glove, and Newtbar makes another great catch. How about that? Newtbar saved runs here in the eighth inning. He saved at least two runs. The 2-0 pitch here for Albert Pujols. The young deals. Pujols swings and lifts a high fly ball. That's it deep. Center field. If I go, it's a gunner. It's a gunner for Pujols. He gives the Cardinals the lead in the ninth inning with home run six, nine, seven, all alone in fourth place in Major League Baseball history. The Cardinals lead 3-2 in the top of the ninth. There's a swing and a high fly ball to center field. Reynolds moving back. He's at the wall. It's a gunner. It's up on the batter's eye. Tyler O'Neill with his 14th home run of the year gives the Cardinals a two-run lead, 4-2. 4-3 Redbirds. Elsley working out of the high set, the pitch. Gamble swings, hits a fly ball center field. Right there is Ben Deluzio to put the squeeze on it for a Redbird winner. The Cardinals scored four times in the top of the ninth, coming back to steal this one, 4-3 over the Pirates, and take two out of three in Pittsburgh. Pretty solid weekend all the way around. That's a weekend that could have gone bad. You've been playing all these games that matter, and then all of a sudden there's this lull where you've got this national series and this pirate series, and uh, yeah, you're playing a lot of games right now where you're playing 
Redskins, teams that are not great. And thanks in large part to Albert Pujols, uh, the Cardinals were able to take two of three against the Pirates. To talk all things Cardinals and a little bit more, we'll be joined by Ben Hockman, columnist with the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. That's coming up next. It is Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It just continues to be absolutely incredible watching Albert Pujols seemingly move in towards 700 home runs. To talk about that, all things Cardinals, a few other things as well. Very happy happy to uh, welcome on to the program Benjamin Hockman, sports columnist with the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. Uh, Appreciate you taking some time. I want to jump right into uh, your most recent column. I loved it because... You brought up all the things that make this what Pulse is doing right now incredible. The the fact that he's doing it in St. Louis, the fact that he's doing it in games that matter, the fact that he's coming up with hits that matter, uh, the fact that he there were very little expectations for what he would be this year. Like all these things are coming together, and here we are. He's got a really legitimate shot to get to seven hundred. It's an incredible ride. It's a thrill ride that not many of us anticipated we'd be on. And at this point, we don't want to get off. It's just so much fun. And like you said, he's hitting these home runs in clutch, high-leverage situations that are leading to important Cardinal victories. I mean, what year is this? Is it 2004 or 2022? Yeah, it's it's fun for for all of us who have been around and remember – what it was like when he was a young guy. Here he is doing this exact same stuff. You talk about the kind of turning back the clock, and I think that's the feeling, right? It's almost like the the West Coast, California, Anaheim, L.A. years didn't happen. He just comes back, and he's kind of sort of the guy he was when he left. 
Totally. It's, it's, it's kind of like if a, if a parent brought a kid to a ball game last year and, and Matt Carpenter was playing and, and they'd say, uh, look, youngster, I swear in previous years when you weren't even born, this guy could hit. He was a star and now he's not. Well, parents might have thought they would have to do that this year with their young kids in regards to Pujols. But now they can just say, like, see what he's doing now? That's what he did all those years when he won the MVP. I, I know your answer to this because of your Tim Hockman from today, but uh, I'll ask you nonetheless, is he going to get to 700? Well, thank you for enduring my daily 10 a.m. video on stltoday.com. Uh, I thought just my uh, mother watched that, so that's good to hear that you, <laughs> you saw it. And yes, I think Albert – not think. I mean, I, I would I – would, I'm not a betting man, but I would bet on it. Albert Pujols will reach 700. He's at 697 right now. Um, they have a lot of ball games coming up. That doubleheader day, he'll probably start one of those games against the Reds. A lot of excitement indeed. And to think that it's, it's weird, though, and, and I'd love your opinion, too. Like, we, I don't know. I thought, like, passing A-Rod would be the biggest of deals. But it sounds like, – and I'm not knocking it. Clearly, people think it's a big deal. But I think that if you ask the, the average Cardinals fan, they would say reaching 700 is, is a grander accomplishment, and there's a lot of excitement for it. Yeah, Mule, you know, would that be different, though, if it's two weeks from now and 700 is completely off the table? Yeah, no, I mean, a very interesting point indeed. I, I just think the thing that's the coolest about 700 um, is that it's just like this round – perfect yeah. number and and it's this and it's you know it's this club if you will uh to quote an old tv show that i, I seldom watched uh you know it's, it's the 700 club and coincidentally that's what i would call the cardinals uh ops hitters in a couple years back when they were doing poorly i said the cardinals were the 700 club back when they were missing the playoffs and such but now 700 club is in reference to albert Pujols in this elite group of home run hitters he's on mount rushmore four home run hitters uh four best home run hitters in baseball history is that pat robertson 700 club is that right Right, isn't that the show? Isn't yeah, that the show? I think my mom watched that. I I, I never watched it. <laughs> um, and from a like a big picture standpoint, this team's going to win the division. Uh, and now now we're at that point of the year where you're looking and you're trying to find the blemishes that might take the team down. So they go into like an offensive you know slump for a week, and everybody says they can't score runs. Or there's a couple games where uh, you know the the bullpen kind of doesn't do their job, and everybody says ah oh, you can't you can't trust the bullpen. Do any of those things concern you for this team in the postseason? Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've got it right here on my screen. I'm writing a column for tomorrow's St. Louis Post-Dispatch about closer Ryan Helsley, who has had obviously an all-star year and, and an incredible season overall. Uh, but he's only pitched uh, seven times on no, no day's rest, mm-hmm. and it's been bad. He has, he has a 5.14 ERA with three home runs allowed. And in the playoffs, it's quite possible you're going to need your closer in back-to-back games. So, yeah, it's a good problem to have. You're in the playoffs and, and you're winning ball games late. Uh, but it's something to consider uh, as hell's bells toll at Bush Stadium. All right, a couple other things to get into uh, to with you before we let you go. Let's go to Missouri football. They just get run off the field by Kansas State on Saturday in Manhattan. Is, is, does, are we at the point yet where a seat can get warm for Eli Drinkwitz? Sure, uh, in so much as you, you look at Moon Choi, who runs Mizzou, and you look at the athletic director, uh, Desiree, Desiree Reed Francois, these are hungry people who want 
the Tigers to be SEC relevant, and they want revenue. Uh, they want revenue. They want money. And if fans stop coming to the games, uh, that that will play a factor in this. I don't want to say the seat is warm for Coach Drinkwitz just yet, but clearly the team must play better in all facets uh, if they if they're going to want to compete in the in the most most difficult conference in college football. I just keep going back to this. It's so challenging to build up in the SEC because even if you build up to a point where maybe you would be a top four team in the big 12 or a top four team in the ACC, you're still at best middle of the pack in the SEC. It's just so I'm not trying to create excuses, but this is, this is factual. It is tough to build a program in the SEC. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing that, that I at least point out with Drinkowitz is he's had top, top 25 recruiting classes I believe the past two years, definitely last year. So he's recruiting as if he is a, if you will, top 25 ranked team. Uh, But can he turn that talent uh, into college football level talent? Uh, It remains to be seen. Last thing for you, and I really want to get into this. Uh, A week ago or so, you had a column. And basically the idea behind it was high school football quarterbacks need to change the culture at their schools and become nice people and try to help eliminate bullying and, and things like that. I, th- I think every high school football coach in the country should print that out and give it to their quarterback or text to their quarterback or something. What what motivated you to write that? You're very kind to, to bring it up and ask. I mean, it's as simple as, like, I can write 100 columns about Ryan Helsley, and it's what people talk about. They're talking about the Cardinals and, and Pujols and, and, and such, but – I have an opportunity to use my voice to influence people in the St. Louis sports world. So when I can, and I don't want to shove it down people's throats, but every once in a while, I like to write something that could maybe possibly positively change our little sports society. And I, I, think, I think back, and I could have just written it, dear stud high school athletes, if you will, but there's something about this one position, the quarterback position on any campus any high school campus uh where, where this guy just seems to have uh, uh what would be the word like an, an inordinate amount of sway on the other students he's just if you will cooler and more respected because he's the quarterback for the team so yeah if these quarterbacks could just be like wait if i'm nicer other people will be nicer if i reach out to the uh, to the kids sitting alone in the lunchroom and kind of go out of my own comfort zone to make someone feel better, that not only will make that person feel better, but that will reverberate positively in my school because other people will see me doing that. Yeah, it was – what's been the reaction? I, I just thought it was really cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, what's been the reaction from that column? Yeah, I would, I would, I would say mostly positive. Um, I, I got some texts from, I don't know, many high school – uh, coaches in town, uh, but I know a couple, and, and they texted me and said they shared it with their quarterbacks. And for me, I was like, "All right, this is what I wanted." So I, I looked at that as a as a, a check mark there that quarterbacks actually read it. Yeah, it was really really cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. I thought that calm was great. I, I hope uh, you know using your voice in that way. I do think is an important thing, and I appreciate that you're you realize that you, occasionally you can go impact people in a positive way using words. So very very cool. Thanks so much, and I uh, will see you at the ballpark this week. 
That means a lot to me, Matt. Thanks so much, man. See you soon. All right, very good. There's Benjamin Hockman from the uh, Post-Dispatch and STL Today. So for those of you who don't know, uh, he wrote a column. It's at stltoday.com. Uh, just search through his name, his columns, search high school quarterback. I don't know. You can find it. It's easy. Go to his Twitter account. Um, and it's basically uh, him writing to high school quarterback saying, change, change the culture. Be nice to people. Be nice to people. Be nice to the people that other people aren't being nice to and see whether or not that makes an overall change and then what that can do to your legacy because maybe not only are you the the great high school quarterback, you're also the great high school quarterback that changed the culture at the school. And I just thought it was very, very cool, uh, and, and I really did appreciate that. All right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, all things Missouri football. It was not a good weekend for them. They lost to Kansas State in a big way, and you kind of wonder where in the world is this program right now. Blair Kirkhoff covers the team. He's a sports columnist for the Kansas City Star. He joins us next. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. You bet. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. It was a tough Saturday for the Missouri Tigers. They go to Manhattan, take on a former Big 12 rival in Kansas State, and essentially get run off the field. They lose by a 40-12 to score, and this is kind of one of those moments. Yeah, it's just one game, but it makes you look at the program and say just where exactly is this program at. To try to figure that out a little bit, we'll talk with uh, somebody who uh, covers Missouri football but also uh, covers uh, K-State, so has an idea of what's going on there. Uh, he's a sports writer for the Kansas City Stars. His name's Blair Kirkhoff. Follow him on Twitter at Blair, K-E-R-K-H-O. O-F-F. Blair, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us. How are you? I'm doing great. I hope you are too. Yeah. What was um what was your just kind of initial takeaway that not only do they lose to Kansas State, but the fashion in which they lose to Kansas State? You know, I, I thought when I saw the the opening line, which was eight and a half earlier in the week, that, that was too much. I, I I thought after seeing Missouri in its opening game against Louisiana Tech and you know put up the, the number of points that it did and make the number of mistakes that it did, uh, that they would get those cleaned up and, and Missouri would take a, you know, a determined team over to Manhattan and would play a good game. Uh, I thought Kansas State would win, but I thought Missouri would give them a good game. And so Missouri, um, your first drive, gets a, gets a field goal out of it and everything looks okay, and that was it. Uh, so many mistakes. Uh, the, the, the defense did okay. For, for a couple of quarters, but Brady Cook and the offense could get nothing going. They looked out of sync, a little discombobulated, and, uh, and were, were not part of the game after, uh, after Kansas State returned a punt for a touchdown to make it 20-3. to This came after a, an hour rain delay in the second quarter. So that was it, and then the score ended up being really ugly, what, 40-12, to and 
I was I was just left with like a lot of people who follow Missouri shaking my head afterwards, just wondering what, what the heck was going on. If this program was making the progress that people wanted to make at the pace that it kind of was supposed to make under Drinkwitz, then you could look at this as just one bad Saturday. But because the progress hasn't been there yet, it's a lot easier to maybe focus in on this game and try to figure out if this is a microcosm of something bigger. Is is that unfair to take too much away from this game and judging Missouri? No, I don't think so. Not in year three. You know, game two of year three, um, a coach is supposed to have established well on his way to establish a culture. And we, we know he's had a couple of highly ranked recruiting classes. And you know some some of those players are there. You know, this year's recruiting class will be here next year. But um, uh, it, it, I don't think it's an unreasonable expectation to for a fan base to not see a game like that. The, Listen, in Kansas State, a very good team. I picked Kansas State to play in the Big 12 title game this year. They may be on their way to doing that. But this isn't Georgia. It's not Alabama. It is a team that is still not ranked in the top 25. And, uh, you know, Missouri, look, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're starting over at quarterback in year three, and that, that's a tough break. They're supposed to have a third-year starting quarterback in Connor Bazelak, but he decided to transfer when it was apparent that, you know, he wasn't – he wasn't making as much progress as Eli Drinkwitz wanted. So starting over at quarterback and it, it may gonna, it, it may take a little longer to, you know, to get that position figured out than, than what, um, you know, than what could be uh, reasonably expected. And look, they were trying to recruit over Brady cook all summer mm-hmm. with bringing in transfers. So, um, uh, but a week into the fall camp, uh, Eli, Eli Drinkwitz identified Brady cook as a starter. And it's been sort of a, a race to get him up to speed and it's just not there yet. He was almost defiant in his post game comments that cook is still the guy, despite uh, the way things went down. Is that, is there much of another option? Is it just, this is, this almost has to be the way they go. Yeah. I mean, they brought in the number two guy, Jack Abram for a combination of reasons. Uh, Brady cook was getting banged up a little bit. He'd hurt his left shoulder and, and, and was, you know, favoring it coming off the field at one point. And as, as Drinkwood said, just a little, you know, let's just a little change of pace and see if, and see if Jack Abram can get something going. The, the seventh year senior on his fourth division in his fourth division one program. And this came after a Brady cook interception and Abram comes in and throws two straight interceptions. So he obviously wasn't the answer. Of course, there's the freshman Sam Horn, the, uh, the baseball player who I think will eventually be a starting quarterback at Missouri. And of course, Tyler Macon, the you know the who who along with Brady Cook last year was the backup to Basilak, but um, uh, Cook won the Cook won the battle, and I I figured he would once once Missouri did not get one of the transfers among whom were the J T Daniels, the the former Georgia and USC quarterback. Once Missouri didn't get one of the the transfers this summer, I thought it was going to be Brady Cook. It turned out to be him. It's just. Uh, and, and he looks he looks fine, passable performance in the opener against Louisiana Tech, but boy, um, kind of exposed in the in the loss to Kansas State. And you know he'll, the, the Tigers will have a, a game this week where they can gain some confidence and feel better about the way things are going with Abilene Christian and FCS program coming to Columbia. But the week after that starts the the SEC wars with a trip to Auburn, and uh, and it just gets tougher from there. 
I'm not trying to relitigate the decision to go to the SEC, but my goodness, when the cost of getting to cash out those huge paychecks that you get from being in that league is that it's really challenging to rebuild a football program. It is. It, it absolutely is. That, that's probably the most difficult thing. It's once, look, they were in their second and third year in the SEC, they were playing in the SEC title game under Gary Pinkle. And, um, and that was an amazing thing. We look back now on the, those 2013 and 2014 seasons and just marvel at how quickly Missouri made progress with players that, that, that Gary had recruited to, to play in the Big 12 for the most part. Um, they ended up playing in the SEC and doing a great, great job. Um, Gary Pinkle retires. Barry Odom is the replacement and recruiting slips. The performance on the field wasn't terrible. It was about 500, but recruiting it slipped. And, and then Eli Drinkwitz comes in. His recruiting has been much better, but the on-field product just not there yet. You know, he's 5-5 five and five in his first year, the COVID year, probably overachieved, overachieved a little bit. You know, beat LSU, beat Arkansas, had some really nice wins. Last year he underachieved with a bad defense. Looks like they got the defense on the mend. But to me, the, the, the bigger problem is, you know, here's Eli Drinkwitz, the uh, you know, who's been an offensive coach his whole career, great offensive mind, and that was about a poor performance on the offensive side of the ball Saturday, as I could have imagined. A couple more things for you before we let you go. Over the weekend, Nebraska fires Scott Frost, and uh, the no, the Nebraska and Missouri comparisons are interesting because Missouri hasn't had a ton of success in the SEC, and Nebraska hasn't had a ton of success in, in the Big Ten. Uh, what, I guess, what do you make of just the the fall of that program over the last 10 or so years? Yeah, that really is uh, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, like with Nebraska in the, you know, the, the sun has set on, on the Nebraska program. It has been, uh, let's see, since 1999 was the, the program's last conference championship. That was in the Big 12. And they played for a couple of them in the Big 12, and they played for one in the Big 10 in the early years of the Big 10. But it is um, a series of bad hires at athletic director and football coach, including the current one, Scott Frost. This is one that when he was hired, it was the, the perfect coach. Mm-hmm. He had just gone 13-0 and at Central Florida. He's the, you know, the prodigal son. He'd returned home the – the Husker quarterback who led him to a share of the 97 national title could not have found a better, could not have created a better candidate. And it has just been uh, an abysmal failure for him there. They, they, they lose every game by a touchdown or less, including last Saturday's to Georgia Southern, a three point loss to a, to a team that they were favored to beat by, I think 23 was the line. And, um, and the athletic director there, Trev Albert said enough is enough. I don't know if it can ever be – well, I'm pretty sure it can never be what it was. Look, five national championships, including three and four years in the 1990s. But they just want to be like Iowa or Wisconsin. And that's what that's, – I think that's a, reason, a reasonable aspiration for Nebraska. They're just they're, – they're light years away from that. You know, I asked that question. I felt like it had been a 10-year fall. Really, it's closer to 20 years. You go back to Frank Solich being fired after a 9-3 and season in 2003, and it's never been the same for Nebraska. No, it really hasn't. They, they, had, a, they had a good on-field coach in Bo Pelini and won 9-10 games a year during his stretch. But his on-field demeanor was, was so shaky that, um, that, they, that Nebraska felt the need to make a change when he was the coach. 
Uh, and of course, he was in the he was the one who led them to a couple of Big Twelve championship games in, in 08. The, the last couple of years, Nebraska was in the Big Twelve, and um, and and then it and then he lost. I remember he lost the Big Ten title game to Wisconsin, uh, and the Badgers hung seventy on Nebraska that night. So um, didn't ultimately work out there, and they just haven't had a good coach since. So they are. You talk about a program that is starting over, and and listen, every football dynasty in history has had very you know up up and down moments uh alabama's had them um texas certainly is in in one now as well as they played alabama last week usc penn state they all the traditional powers have had them but few have lasted as long as this current one nebraska is in last question for you blair we're uh we're the st louis affiliate for the chiefs radio network they they roll over the Cardinals yesterday, 44-21. Patrick Mahomes, 360 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. It's really hard to think that any team in the NFL is as good as the Chiefs. Well, we'll get a, we'll, we'll get a good uh, test on uh, – the Chiefs will get a good test on Thursday night when the Chargers come in. Of course, yeah. the Chargers have won their last two games at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, amazingly enough, Justin Herbert's 2-0 and at Arrowhead. Now, he hasn't beaten the Chiefs in L.A., but – uh, interesting. And, and of course, the AFC West is a monster division this year. The three other teams made all these incredible trades and free agent signees, all in the, you know, all to chase the Chiefs at the top. And, and the Chiefs, you know, lose Tyreek Hill, they lose Tyron Matthew, but they had a great draft. They had rookies contributing right away on this team. And um, and how, how could you not like the Chiefs after what the, what happened on Sunday? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. He is uh, Blair Kirkhoff covers uh, sports in Kansas City uh, and the area for the Kansas City Star, KansasCity.com. Blair, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you coming on from across the state. Hopefully, we can have you on again in the future. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Awesome. Very good. There's Blair Kirkhoff joining us, a really good sports writer uh, in Kansas City, and wanted to talk to him a little bit about uh, what he saw from Missouri, especially comparing them to Kansas State. We will take a break, have more in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on a Monday night. My name is Matt Pauley. Coming up in hour number two of the program, Joe Roderick from uh, Claves Online will join us. We'll talk a little bit more uh, football moving to the NFL side of things. Week one of the NFL season wrapping up with Monday night football this evening. A return for Russell Wilson to Seattle as the Broncos and Seahawks are uh, matched up. We'll look at uh, the full day of Sunday uh, NFL football, so that's going to be coming up uh, next hour. Also going to do some more on Albert Pools, and uh, we'll hear the conversation that Tom Ackerman has each week with Pools, the five minutes with number five. Um, it, what just continues to amaze me is, well, there's a, there's a few things here. Uh, first off, every time, every single time, you start to doubt that Pools can get to 700, that he's going to do it. He does something spectacular. I had long said, I've said this a million times, I've probably said it on this show, especially last week when we were talking about whether or not Pools can get to 700. I said, well, he probably has to have a multi-home run day. He probably has to have at least one, two home run day. Well, hitting home runs in back-to-back games is not that far off from having a two-home run game. And he had just... His pace from August as the calendar turned to September, the pace had slowed down just enough that I was sitting there thinking, 
he's not going to get there. He's not going to get to 700. And then what does he do? Hits two home runs over the weekend. Hits one on Saturday and one's on Sunday. Saturday hits the one, gets the Cardinals back in it, has another big hit later on. Like it was just it was, Ben Hockman brought this up earlier when we were uh, talking with him. These are not just like random, obscure home runs coming in one-sided games. These are really important hits. It feels like every time he hits one of these things, it is a really, really important hit. And that's been the thing that has really um, just, I, I don't know, I... I'm having a hard time grasping it. Like I don't think I'm alone in this. Just this feeling of how, is how is he how is he doing this? How is this happening? How is this happening? Is um, is kind of the number one question I have because he should not be doing this. I saw this on Twitter today. I, I retweeted it. Let's make sure I give uh, credit to whoever uh, tweeted it out um, at John Larue on Twitter. Um, Put uh, I don't know I, this was from from Fangraphs though but I saw it from his Twitter account. It was it's the uh, it's the weighted runs um, kind of plus for pulls and all the years uh, the WRC plus uh, weighted runs created plus what he was able to do in his years um, in St. Louis than what he did when he was not in St. Louis and then uh, what he's doing now. And what he's doing now is better than every single year he had when he was not in St. Louis, which is just absolutely, absolutely remarkable. All right, we just have a quick moment left here uh, in hour number one. Let's grab a phone call real quick. Rob, I got about 30 seconds for you. You're on Sports Open Line. Thanks, Matt. I just would want to know if if a uh, souvenir uh, expert could tell us what is the dollar value of the 700th home run? I mean, if a fan gets the ball, does the fan have to give up the ball, or you know, how does that work? Yeah, he doesn't. the The fan does not have to give him. Appreciate the phone call. In fact, uh, so this past weekend, that's a really cool story. We'll get into it more uh, next hour. Uh, the fan was ready to give the home run ball from six ninety seven back to Pools. And it was a person who had a death in their family and some other things happened. Um, and Poole said, just keep it. Just keep it. Uh, our guy Matt Pajeski says that the 700th home run ball for Barry Bonds was sold at auction for $804,129. So that's how $800,000. I, I I could use $800,000. <laughs> That think about that. Think how tough that is for the person who like. It's easy to say, "Oh yeah, I'd give the ball back to Albert." It's really easy to say that, but then when you say, "Yeah, that thing you're holding right now, it's worth more than three quarters of a million dollars," is it still that easy to give it back? I think I think I would give it back, but it's not a super easy decision. That's hour number one. Hour number two on the way. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.